Well, while you're giving, I want to. I've just enjoyed these Wednesdays this summer when we've had young men and young women who preach the Word of God. It's given me a little bit of time off, which I appreciate. And tonight, Tanner Stacy is coming to preach the Word of God. Would you give him a hand as he comes? Praise the Lord, everybody. How are y'all doing this Wednesday night? Doing good? Everybody doing good? It's midweek. Hump day. How many is ready for the weekend? Amen. You know what? Pastor was saying when it's raining and thundering that we need to take a nap. So I think we have still a good solid 40 minutes where we can just nap right now until the rain passes. So if you brought your pillow tonight, no, I'm just joking with you. I'm always very thankful to be able to speak. Don't take it lightly. So I think um, my leadership who has trusted in me um, and who has shown that, and um, I honor Pastor Jones and Pastor Dyron as my leadership, and I thank you two very much for your mentorship and your guidance. Yeah, yeah. Give honor to them. They are wonderful men, wonderful examples on so many things. Um, but I want to thank them so much just for the opportunity. Um, you can go ahead and be seated. Um, the scripture that I have this evening is not lengthy. Um, but I felt before I actually started um, to say this, I was reading a couple of weeks ago about a buffalo and the buffalo actually just in general about how they will turn and they will actually look into the storm or they will actually turn and look into the elements of the storm when it's approaching now their 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 cow their cousin the closest thing to a bison will all hurtle together and begin to run away from the storm but the bison says no i'm going to look into the elements of the storm and in fact they did studies from the early or the late 1800s up until even today recently where cows will hurdle and get scared together and they will actually go and just continue to go where the weather just pushes them. And I'm here to tell somebody tonight it's not time to be a cow. <laughs> it's not time to be a cow. I don't want to hear nobody mooing. But it's time to be a bison. What the bison will do is turn around and look in the storm, walk into the storm, get into the elements before it becomes a bigger storm. And says, you may be big, but I'm going to get used to you until you get bigger. And then it will bury its head into the snow and begin to wipe the snow away to make sure that where it is is on a firm foundation. I'm telling somebody in the Holy Ghost, make sure that you wipe the snow and make sure that your foundation is still God. Somebody receive that right now in the name of Jesus. I do not want to hear moo. <laughs> because God has called you to be a bison. Somebody get the mentality of a bison. Tonight, I just need a little bit of time. I told God if it's five minutes or 15 minutes or however long he wants to, to go, that's what we'll do. But if I had a title this evening, it would be goodness ungraded. Goodness ungraded. And when I told Riley this, I'm going to bust her out right now. She said, like cheese? Grated? 
And I said, no, you're a teacher graded. <laughs> and she said, oh, I'm a teacher graded. I was like, yeah, like that. Like that. And then I asked her if she needed help spelling graded. <laughs> and then she kicked me out of the sound booth. <laughs> but tonight, for just a moment, I want to speak on something that I have been feeling for a short while now. And that is just simply the goodness of God. I've been thinking a lot lately about how how great God truly is, how, how he's been to my wife and I through everything. When, when she and I started this journey in marriage together, we have been very blessed because of God. But even before I met my beautiful wife and before we got married, I have had a very blessed life because of God. You see, I haven't, I haven't had the perfect life. Nobody has had the perfect life. If you say you've had the perfect life, I don't believe you. I've never had an easy road. None of us in here have had an easy road. Even if you actually look back on your life and think, oh, I've had an easy road. No, you just haven't thought about the road that you've traveled. You've had something in your life that has made you stop and, and, and not get closer to God at times. I have, been no me I have been, by no means have I been a perfect person or a perfect saint, but one thing has stood true to me even until the day, and that has been that God has always been good and faithful to me, even when I chose not to be good and faithful to him. So tonight for a little bit, if I can just encourage you and remind you simply about the goodness of God. So I come to you not knowing what is going on inside of your life, not knowing your storms, your, tribula your tribulations, your sins, your temptations, your troubles. I don't know anything about anybody inside of this room except for Tanner. So this evening, if you are here live or if you are live on, on Facebook or on, on YouTube, whatever it is, and you're feeling very confused or maybe just abandoned, maybe just forgotten or placed to the side, and, and you need to know that you're not by yourself, even though you're feeling this. But doubt and fear would like to paralyze you and isolate you to the point to where you have forgotten who God wants. But God is wanting to remind you who he is this evening. So I would like to take our attention to Psalms chapter 77, verses 1 through 4. Again, you can stay seated. I'm going to be reading out of the Amplified Classic Version. And it will say, I will cry to God with my voice, even to God with my voice, and he will give ear and hearken to me. In the day of my trouble, I seek, I inquire of and desperately require the Lord. In the night, my hand is stretched out in prayer without slacking up. I refuse to be comforted. I earnestly remember God. I am disquieted and I groan. I muse in prayer and my spirit faints or is overwhelmed. Selah, pause and calmly think of that. You hold my eyes open from closing. So troubled, I am so troubled that I cannot speak. Here in this scripture, we find the psalmstess, Asaph, feeling as if God has withdrawn himself. But in the day of his trouble, he doesn't seek a distraction or amusement. 
You see, so many times when things hit us and, and we're going through a tribulation or, or sickness has hit us or something's happened in the family or something's just going on, we actually turn more to something else besides God. We'll bury ourselves in television. We'll bury ourselves in, in maybe gossip about somebody else to take the light off of our own problems. Sometimes we'll dig deeper into, into uh, social media. Sometimes we'll just turn to everything else except for the source that can actually help the problem. But you see, the psalmist finds himself seeking God in prayer. We find him desperate for God. What the psalmist is showing us is that when you are troubled in mind, we must seek God first. Because days of troubles must be days of prayer. You know, you should be praying either way. But when you're troubled, it needs to be seeking God's presence more. Let's go into Psalms 77, 12 through 14 in the Amplified Version. It says, I will meditate on all your works and thoughtfully consider all your great and wondrous deeds. Your way, O oh God, is holy. It is far from sin and guilt. What God, little g, is like our God? What God is great like our God? You are the awesome God who works powerful wonders. You have demonstrated your power among the people. You see, in these two verses, we see the, ch the tide begin to change inside of the psalmist's mind. He goes from doubting and wondering why God has left him to fighting his way into God's presence. And in all this, he says, I will meditate on all your works and consider all your great deeds. Sometimes, church, it takes just a moment to stop and to think about what we just said and who we just questioned. It takes a moment to fight to be in God's presence. And this evening, I would like to encourage you that when you find yourself in those moments of doubt, to meditate on his goodness and his faithfulness to you. One thing you can't do is grade a God that is so perfect in love. You cannot grade a God who is so kind, who is so merciful, who is so forgiving. You can't grade God based off of what is going on around you. Just because something is bad today doesn't mean God is bad that day. And just because God is good that day doesn't mean that he's just good that day. It's kind of like what Pastor was saying. If you worship God only when you're doing right, you're worshiping yourself. You can't grade God off of what your circumstance is. You just can't do it. I'm going to tell you, if he was the same yesterday and he's the same today, guess what he's going to be tomorrow? He's going to be there forevermore. And if that's the word and that's who he says he is, guess what? That's who he is. You just can't grade God. So Job, even Job himself, he went through three sequences when I read it. He goes through this thing where when everything was great, everything was perfect inside of his life, God was good to Job. But then when everything was taken from Job, guess what? God was still good to Job. 
And then when everything was given and given double to Job, guess what? God was still good to Job. He didn't base who God was off of how great, he, how great everything was going, how much he had or how little he had. He graded God off knowing he's been good yesterday to me, he's good today for me, and he's going to be even greater tomorrow to me. You just can't tell me this stuff. You just can't tell me that, that God is, isn't a good and a faithful God. One reason why is because I've experienced God too much for you to tell me otherwise. I'm set in my ways. As the elders say it, call me a little old school and a little old-fashioned. I'm setting my ways. I'm stubborn. I'm a donkey when it comes to this kind of stuff. You're not going to tell me God is good. I don't want to even listen to you. I would rather you get out my presence. Go tell somebody else. Tell somebody else. So life experiences that I've had that I can tell you right now on why God is the best God and why he will, he, why he will remain to be the best God inside of my life. I was in third grade. Just had my appendix taken out, and I was 45 minutes from death is what the doctor told us. We made it there just in time. I stayed all day sitting down on the ground at my grandmother's house with appendicitis without knowing it. Almost died. My God's a good God. My God's a good God. But it gets better than that. It gets better than that. So then I get to the hospital. Us men are babies. I'm crying. I'm bawling. I'm squalling. Like weeks after even. My mom's like, stop. Get up. Go do some chores. But it was two days later. And I'll never forget it. And all day long, I have been sick and I have been throwing up. I, I, I couldn't walk. I couldn't do anything. But at 11.50 p.m., I woke up and I looked at my dad and I nudged him. And I said, hey, I need to walk. I don't know what it is. I don't, I don't know what's going on, but I feel like walking. I feel like God's giving me some strength. And he said, okay, let's walk. It's 11.50. I wasn't asleep. And we get up, and we're walking down the hallway. And about 11.59, we make it to the other wing of the hospital. And the next morning, we get a newspaper. And it says man called in hospital and something about a bomb was going to explode on my wing at 12 a.m. in the morning. It was 11.59 when I made it to the other side of safety. And I go back on those moments and doubts of God. Even if I would have died... I would ask my family to preach on the goodness of God. I would still ask them to preach on the goodness of God. It was the abusive relationships that I was in before I met my precious wife. Verbal, mental, sexual abuse, things like that that I went through. Where from the, even the age of 11 and when I got there, it, it, it deepened and it got worse. I was a porn addict from the age of 11 years old until the moment that I said I do to my wife. And when I said I do to my wife, I have not had a desire. I have not watched. I have not spoken it. You can't tell me that my God's good when I've experienced the goodness of my God. It was when we were married even. 
just started out. Me being a bonehead, you got to understand, you're going to make decisions that's, that you're going to blame God on. And it wasn't God's fault. And you're just going to say, God, God, where are you at? I'm here, but you made this decision. <laughs> I didn't do this for you. I wanted you going this way. You said, I'm going to go this way. And it was a moment where we barely had any money, and I, I, my wife was asleep. And I would lay there, and I would just pray, God, you know what I need. And my dad would text me about 11-something at night, and he would be like, hey, son, I got a job for you. It'll pay you a little over $900. This happened three to four weeks in a row. Didn't have a job. Barely had any money. And my dad, almost every week, he didn't know what was going on. He didn't know I'd just been laid off my job because of mistakes that I have made. But God answered a cry even when I was the mess. You can't tell me God isn't good. It was my dad when he was voted in. I know this is a little slow, too, and I'm, I just, this is what I'm feeling right now. I hope this is okay. It was my dad when he was voted in as pastor at his first church. It was that week when he was voted in, his mother died. It was that week, and all he could do was get closer to God. He would come in, out of the office. He would go preach. He wouldn't understand. He was confused, and he would go back into his office, and he would sit, and he would be like, God, why my mom? And why right now? But he's still standing because it was those moments where he just comforted himself in the Lord. Where he said, God, I don't understand what's going on. And he would amen me right now. He's watching. But he would be like, God, but I know you're still the king of kings and my father. And there's nothing in this world that can separate my love for you and your love for me. It was him that just had a surgery. And he later on told me a couple of days ago. Son, they almost lost me. They almost lost me. I almost died. It was, that, it, was, it, was, it was that where he would still tell you today, Son, he's still good, and if I would have died, I want you to preach that God is still good. And he understands that you cannot grade God just based on what's going on inside of your life. You can't grade a God with personal experiences like that on just because of life not going the way that you want to. And I look around this room tonight. I look around at people that are sitting here before me that have gone through so many things inside of your life as well. I'm talking about deaths inside of your families recently or, or, or way back then, and they just continue to happen. Maybe a divorce inside of your family. Maybe your family just almost torn. Maybe you went through times in your life where you was a drug addict or an alcoholic and you almost passed or you almost died and, and you didn't know what to do but called on the name of the Lord. And you look back at those moments and you say, God, I don't know what's going on today, but you were good to me back then. And I know you're going to get me through this right here. There's so many things where you, if you're going through something this evening that you've never gone through, or maybe you are used to a perfect life, 
Maybe you are used to, to just having a really good life and now you're facing something in your family or, or now you're facing something with drugs or now you're going through, or maybe you're just going through some stuff and that's totally fine. You have people that can sit here and help you meditate on the goodness of God. They would sit here. These people right here, if you're going through something, they would sit here and they would tell you that God is still good and he's still faithful this evening. And that's, that's kind of what I've came here to do this evening is to remind somebody who is struggling or maybe feeling abandoned and maybe feeling alone like you're fighting this war by yourselves, but you're not by yourselves. You're in the presence of God. You're in the presence of the Almighty. You're in the presence of the Father to the fatherless. You're in in the presence of the way maker and the healer in the house you are in the presence of El Shaddai you are in the presence of Jehovah Jireh your provider you are in the presence of your king this evening Matthew Henry Matthew Henry said this the remembrance of the works of God will be powerful be a powerful remedy against distrust of his promise and his goodness. For he is a good God and he changes not. Musicians, you can come. I feel like it's coming to an end. Um, in fact, I believe, I believe it was David who said it best to me in Psalms 37 and 25. When he said, I have been young and now I am old. You have not seen the righteous forsaken or his descendants begging for bread. I don't know who, who needed this tonight. It was simply a thought that, and you can ask my wife, I, I went through so many emotions on what I should speak, what I was going to speak. I had one thing and then it went over this way and then it was over this way. And I was like, God, where are you going with me? I don't know who's in the house tonight or who's live tonight who needs a soft and a gentle reminder of who your father actually is. If you can stand with me. I don't know who's in the house this evening. We have a little bit of time. I don't know who's in the house this evening that just is feeling a little worthless this evening. Feeling like not fighting anymore and that's fine we've all been there we've all been there I was there not too long ago I was there not too long ago but it's when you find yourself in the presence of a good God It's when you find yourself in the presence of a healer, a healing God, a miracle working God. It's when you find yourself where your family's not where you want them to be at. It's, it's in the presence of God at an altar. It's in, just in the atmosphere. I don't know who you are this evening, but God's saying, don't give up. Just meditate on who I am for a moment and remember where I have brought you from.
He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And you can't grade a God who is that good. 